Welcome to the Woman Who Rubs the Mountain podcast, a gathering place for conversations and stories of ecological embodiment. I'm your host and guide, Kendra Ward. So let us gather ourselves here together, centering as we tune into our intent. What happens when we rub on the body of the earth? How does she brush back against us? Here we seek an intimacy, a love affair with the land and beings where we live. Let us come together in creative, strange, disruptive ways of relating beyond the human-centric limitations of our current dreaming. By sharing experiences of embodied ecology, our reality shifts, our core truths sharpen, and space is made for a new old earth-honoring culture to reemerge. So I am very honored and grateful to be here in conversation today with Rivka Honeybee Worth. Rivka is a somatic educator, embodiment coach, and dance facilitator. She grew up talking to trees, rocks, and flowers, and she still does. Her love of dance and nature come together in her body of work, Ecosoma, devoted to rebuilding healthy relationships with nature through embodied practice. As an Earth Ambassador, Rivka shares ecosomatic practices that support listening, presence, and renewal through physical and sensory bonding in the natural world. She is one of Australia's leading experts in conscious dance practice and has devoted the past 30 years to facilitating dance and embodiment with a diversity of people. She is also a certified five rhythms teacher, a certified futuring principles facilitator in training, which I'm very excited to hear about, and has worked extensively in community cultural development, improvisation practice, early childhood movement, and as a professional choreographer. Her current long-term project is as co-director of In Your Arms, a sensory performance project tending to the relationship between new babies and the natural world, which sounds absolutely beautiful and tender and fascinating. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much, Rivka, for being with me here today. Mm, Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I'm just feeling very aware of the preciousness and also sort of the strangeness of us meeting in the polarity this way since it's morning for you and evening for me and spring for you and fall for me and it's just um, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the weird timeless aspect of that um, and it feels almost like we're, we're only in conversation because of the will and wisdom of the spark and the electricity and the old dreaming of the earth and sort of the rocks and the minerals through these computers, like bringing us here together in this in-between. So. Mm. Mm. And also the, just that, like you said, across the time, but the virtual distance that, you know, how we just find each other. We find our, our people, our tribe, you know, when you contacted me and I, read about you it's like oh yes this is one of my people you know Mm -hmm. we just through the mycelium networks through the virtual we can still make these connections so I love that yeah 
someone I don't know would reach across from the other side of the world and go, hey, don't we mm-hmm. speak the same language and we rubbing up in similar ways. So, yeah, thank you yeah. For, for reaching out to me. I am very excited to hear more about the ways in which you're gathering all this together because it is um, – it feels like it's been maybe quite the evolution and also just entirely heart-led practice. Um, So, but I'd love to just begin um, by sort of grounding in place and hearing a little bit more about, um, you know, the, the land where you are, and you sent me a picture of the wildflowers blooming um, a few weeks back and, you know, just, just feeling into how you're rubbing and finding intimacy with the land where you are in an everyday, maybe even a storytelling sort of way too. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to, to begin and always acknowledge the traditional owners of this place who are the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin tribe and acknowledge the ancestors, the past, present, and emerging of the place where I am here. And this is my, where I am here is about about 40 minutes out of sort of central Melbourne on the fringes by the river. And this is home mostly (laughs) for now while my son is finishing high school. And this is like my, my urban home where I grow the veggies and walk in the park and probably hear some of the birds. And then my other home is some land, which is where I sent you the flowers from, some land that my partner and I recently became custodians of. So we're responsible for this protected land that's um, on Tangerang country, which is about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. So those flowers are just blooming out there and that's a place where I, where I spend as much time as I can. Um, there's about 115 acres, which I think is, I don't know if your acres or 46 hectares. So it's a, it's a large trust for nature property that um, is protected wildlife, flora and fauna. And um, yeah, that's where I'm, I do most of my, I mean, I, I'm here, it's interesting, actually, I was reflecting on this the other day, like most of my research and work and when I go into the zone, but yet I'm here in this place and I often forget that I can do that here in the more domesticated backyard, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I find that interesting and, mm, yeah, how I relate to different places depending on on their location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any... Um kin or you know oftentimes I like to sort of call in um you know just someone that I've noticed during the day or someone that I feel is really um kind of informing my life or I'd like to say sort of informing our conversation today I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if um anyone in particular is um Mm -hmm. you know that you've been noticing feeling into Mm -hmm. lately Oh, so many beings. Mm. <laughs> Even just like right behind me, the tree ferns here, they're some of my dearest friends and um, we speak every morning and sometimes sing. These tree ferns are very precious, mm. precious beings. And my guard, you know, I was just reflecting on this sort of more domestic space and um, planted lots of summer veggies yesterday and just talking to all those little seedlings, the baby little dills and corianders and cucumbers and the little veggie seedlings 
like for me plants are definitely an, an ally <laughs> and so I was looking out the kitchen window this morning and just saying hello and how they're just beginning to burrow their roots down you know into the fresh soil come from the market and now they're here in home and just helping them land and listening to them as they settle into their new home <laughs> and then out out on the land um oh the other day I was walking and literally like just I was just sort of above the branch in my head like most beautiful wedgie wedge tail eagle eagle just flew out of the tree over my head <laughs> I was just like hello I haven't met you before so I'm the land is quite new so the birds out there are incredible and um eagle and I have a particular connection and it was just such a beautiful welcoming felt like and I just sat there and watched just looked up and there was a little baby and they were just circling and circling and flying just excited by this new family to to meet in this this land that's just been doing its own thing for you know the last hundred years or so it's like I'm I'm the stranger I'm the newcomer and just settling quietly into who's there who who am I meeting and there's kookaburras and kingfishers and currawongs and fairy wrens and just yeah wild ducks and so there's a lot of beautiful birds yet to meet oh. so we're just 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 gently crossing paths and mm. yeah that's exciting yeah it is yeah <laughs> well I'd love to hear um in your own words you uh explain or tell us what ecosoma means to you and what that um mm -hmm. you know especially I'm curious or would love to feel into this sense of like skin to skin um, and the like unexpected freshness, um, you know, of being skin to skin. Mm, beautiful. Well, that's one of my favorite things, skin to skin with earth and um, eco being, being environment, being land, being the ecosystem and being, being nature the natural world and soma the body my body your body physical body and how together that relationship is exactly that our skin my skin of my body and the skin of the earth and sometimes that's the ground sometimes that's the moss sometimes that's a tree a rock the beings that are in the space wherever we are like you just located help me locate myself here the skin to skin relationship is about locating really physical presence in space physical presence with wherever we find ourselves so even just noticing as I say that I'm like oh yeah I can feel my my pelvis on the ground there's some touch and I'm there's a meeting place it's not just me sitting on the ground. The ground is also feeling me above it so that it's, it's a, a meeting place. Or when I'm perhaps meeting a tree and speaking to a tree about the possibility of some touch, some conscious touch, it's not just me touching the tree. 
it's, it's like in any relationship that touch is coming together between us so that meeting place for me is the skin to skin and the meeting place is about relationship so it's about like any he good healthy relationship that's that we you know hopefully learn in our adult lives <laughs> about deep listening it's about um, consent it's about conscious touch um, it's about space to for both to be present so the relationship for me is what's really most important in the skin to skin and then physically the play in that is what I, I love so feeling that connection so like lying on my back and um, sensing into like my sympathetic nervous system what's coming in what am I what am I receiving that information or maybe lying on my belly in my parasympathetic just resting and feeling that digestion of information and connection in with the earth and what's below the surface and all that sort of wow yummy fertile parasympathetic I could go on and on about how this is for me but it, that that interplay between I mean ecosoma is really finding the, the connection between between our bodies and the body of earth and, and that real sometimes cellular physical connection like where are the where are the connections between how I'm breathing what's happening in in the, my lungs and the tissue of my lungs in my in the actual um, physiology of my lungs right down to the capillary beds of respiration and and how that is also happening in the leaves and and how when when we can learn about what's happening in our body and learn about you know there's this like oh we can breathe together so it it, it again creates a relationship through that awareness of somatically what's happening in our bodies and somatically what's happening in in the beings that we're with Yeah, it's probably enough right now. I could, could, could go on and on, but yeah. That's beautiful. It's mm. Yeah. Well, and I, um, I appreciate your way of feeling into, um, just into the relationship aspect of it. I've noticed that oftentimes we bring, you know, whatever kind of we bring to any like human relationship, we sometimes also will tag that along in, in any other relationship with the living world. Like, for example, if it's hard for us to, you know, open up to other humans, and we also bring that same sort of closed offness or difficulty in opening our heart to other beings. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating mm -hmm. what, what we, <laughs> what we bring to all of our relationships, really. Um, mm, mm. and we can we can practice too we can practice um, some of those skills that we might want to be learning or growing in ourselves in relationship to ourselves and in relationship to others through those connections with non-human beings where people like me that's often easier than <laughs> with human species but um it certainly helps and supports me then in all my relations. So. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'd love to just hear you speak <clears throat> a little bit more on 
some other work that you're involved in, Futuring, which I know Ooh. very little about. So, um, yeah, I'm curious. Mm. Yeah, Futuring is a, it's a practice, I would say, um, that actually requires a lot of presencing. It sounds like it's not now. But it actually is. It's very much, um, you know, like futuring is, is a wave. It's an energetic wave or a frequency um, feeling into the sort of larger field, the quantum field. And um, that is accessed through a real presence and stillness in the now. Through really arriving where we are. That's like a that's a space to be able to feel that emptiness or that field and sense into what might be happening already, what might be happening that we're not seeing yet or that we don't understand yet. Um, but it is already unfolding. That space where you know we don't we can't we don't have the facts. We can't sort of pin it down. And there, there isn't even necessarily, well, there probably is a bit of science now, but it's still, you know, not as tangible as other certain things that might be right now. So mm, through feeling into that um, potential of what could be and that expansiveness of what could be, we can also send out those waves um, of what we want to create or what we're already envisioning but but through already a feeling it's like almost like the the energy of futuring is already letting us know and so we're connecting to that which we don't know <laughs> if that makes sense sounds like a riddle um so it it crosses um time like we spoke about at the beginning i think you introduced this as an old you said something in the introduction about the the new old world and that's that's a futuring language. It's futuring concept because, like um, a lot of indigenous cultures, you know, there's a there's a uh, time time crossing or time running. Call it here, where the the past, the present, and the future is, um, you know, it's more of a circle than a linear linear path. And so, the simultaneously, there's culture happening. There's um, story happening, you know, there's myth happening, and there's even some of our new ways are returning to the old ways, and you know, the old ways have created the new ways. So it's futuring um, is like this continuum of time. And I think, um, and I feel like where we're moving and evolving to very much is like so many of the old traditions and the old um, sort of forecasting that comes from ancient tradition is where we are now. So they're, they're already futuring. So we can sometimes look back to know what's where we're going. And um, Barbara, Barbara Marks Hubbard is a futurist. She recently mm. passed. I don't know if you've heard of her. And um, she talks about conscious evolution. And, and she talks about us evolving as a new um, species, that we're actually in a transition from homo sapiens to homo universe. Universalis, I think she calls it Amore Universalis, but that we're actually in a transition of changing um, our, our humanness, which I find so cool. And that it's through conscious evolution, through um, who, who and how we've been as people interacting with the world around us, 
is how we're evolving into where we're going collectively. And so much of that for me is about our interaction with the natural world and how everything that, that we do, you know, our, um, how we exist, what we take, what we leave, you know, all our bio waste, all our actual waste, like all of that, all of that relational stuff is how we're as a whole um, planet, you know, moving forward into our collective future. Hmm. Bit of a curly answer, but it's it's different to you know what how people practice manifesting. It is similar in a sense of like envisioning something and feeling that, but it's it's tuning in in a much more collective way. It's really feeling where where and where we're all moving to as a um, coexisting with all beings and humans and natural world beings and plant and animal beings and for me that's that's the conscious evolution like how when we begin to work more harmoniously which we're already doing even just the fact that these conversations as you have a podcast on this topic you know the fact that this is where we are now mm. that um interrelational aspect of everyone existing all things existing is part of how we're all moving forward and evolving. That is the, the new future or the new world or what the different names people are calling where we're heading. For me, that's about this, this remembering and, and opening and um, cultivating connection and relationship with the place we live in, which, you know, so many of us are so separate from so many people have separate lives to outdoor lives or, na or natural. It's just so distinctly separate, separation. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the evolution or the revolution. That's the change that's happening as people realise, oh, I'm affected by what happens out there in the weather, mm -hmm. <laughs> in the garden, with, yeah, with what I eat. Mm. And that every single thing that we have has all come from the natural world. I think that's forgotten. Every, you know, this computer, I mean, it's all come it's from planet Earth at some point. We've created it and put some things together, but originally all our materials are natural materials. I think it's easy to forget that. Very easy. Mm. Yeah. It's like here I am at work and then I'll go camping or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to look at the moon but then I'm going to put on the telly. But it's all, mm -hmm. it's all from originally from that natural source. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or even just our, our terminology of I'm going to get out in nature, yes. you know, or I'm going to go to the river as my self-care, you know, um, plan and, um you know, it just is, it can be so much more than that. There's so much more potential than just treating the earth as our emotional support planet, but instead, um, you know, that the relationship could be so much more rich and, um, you know, reciprocal. It could be so much yeah. more, um, like just in, just in hearing you talk about the, you know, the meeting of the two 
surfaces, you know, in that skin to skin, like that, that, um, the coming together in presence, mm. um, and just the, the richness of that, you know, of, of being in a different kind of relationship or, um, way of, of being and thinking, which sounds like the futuring. I mean, it sounds like a, it makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, um, cool. but I, and I appreciate, uh, like the difficulty of even putting these things in words too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not such an easy thing to do. Mm. Um, yeah, well, well, I know that th this feels tied to another question for me. Um, you know, I know that, that music and rhythm and vibration, like these are portals, gateways of expression for you and connection. Um, and so I'd love to feel into a little bit more, like you mentioned, kind of myth, you, you know, these, these um, beyond human language, you know, music and symbols and myth and storytelling, um, all, you know, existing and seeming to be um, more capable potentially of expressing animacy, these animate forces that move through everything, um, you know, instead of like breaking beyond just our human language. Um, so, so yeah, curious to, to explore that a little bit more with you, language beyond mm. just our human language. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, I think vibration um, and sound um, and sometimes even maybe things we, we can't, we don't have a name yet for um, when communicating with non-human beings. Um, it's that space of presencing that we're talking about to be able to listen, even when we're not exactly sure what we're listening for. So through listening through, like embodied listening, listening through cells and through skin, um, even listening, you know, th deeper through like my organs, um, I can begin to tune in to, to sound and frequency of non-human beings without always knowing, mostly not knowing exactly what's being said, but, but having that sensory feeling and so that's part of the movement expression that comes back on that dialogue where I don't even have to say words maybe I do but I'm moving with that um, communication let's say the sound and from there I begin to get a bit of a sense of maybe what's being communicated I know it's a little bit different to what you're asking about music but um it's a different sort of music I think to tune into the the sound around so like I can hear the birds outside as sort of background sound right now but if I was to spend a bit more time listening with all my senses listening with my whole body as a sense organ I would start to I'd start to receive that in new ways and whether that's through my dance or writing or when I tell you about it whatever pro part of that process I'm like, oh, I'll learn something or I'll remember something or, and that might be in my human language here mm -hmm. um, through, that, through that meeting of the sound. That's natural sound. And I think when I bring in 
other musician, other music in, sometimes live musicians or, um, you know, there's such beautiful music, so much beautiful music in the world to bring in. That supports um, a different way of um, getting out of the head, I think, getting out of the thinking mind and the, um, the sort of humanising of trying to understand things to have, a, again, a more feeling sense and it can be... Um, a great way for people to access what's happening inside their bodies when there's some support of music to come in and then from that music bridge over to what's the music that we're hearing just actually happening naturally anyway. Mm. Um, I've got very sensitive hearing, sort of that sort of, um, got what it's called, it's the audio clairvoyance, it has a name. Okay, uh-huh. I can't remember it right now. My brain's gone. Um, I'm, I was too busy in the bird world. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing. Um, so, yeah, I, I noticed sound a lot. And um, for me it is. It's, a, it's, it's rhythm, it's music, it's harmony, but it's also communication. And, um, you know, that's even where the futuring plays in sometimes. I might be listening listening to a tree which is you know the sound is like a lot more subtle to tune into tree sound tree language um and then these these messages these beautiful offerings these gifts of things that are you know have definitely come are coming from i would say the future of like what's needed what's what's being asked and um yeah, that's not a, a language that I know or a language that I can say this is. I mean, I might call it tree speak, but that's just me putting a label on it. But it's it's the information, the communication that comes from presencing and relation and being able to create that field of potential through listening, through connection, through skin to skin. Mm. Just in the same way, you know, skin to skin with a mother and baby. We mentioned that project I'm working on. Like, there's a communication happening there where we don't really know what the babies are saying, or a pet, even you know, if you have a close animal. But yeah, that skin-to-skin -skin relationship with another being that you don't understand the words of. There's all these other ways that you start. You listen to the sounds, or you listen to the touch. You know, you listen to the the skin tone, or um, the quality of movement and there's all this other communication happening that you can begin to sort of get a sense of what might be happening with the baby without them saying hey you know hey I'm cold <laughs> you just you understand mm. yeah 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 that that um, reminds me of Wendell Berry's be famous for five miles and I I'd like to turn that into um, love everything for five miles, meaning like really love on and know your like your your five miles, um, <clears throat> and you know love it in every season and every weather and um, love it like you'd know your newborn's cries, you know to love it or to know your you know your beloved's freckle pattern or you know to to love on something and to notice and to. Um, yeah, to, to slow down, like when you, using that sense of like, ah, um, to sink in and just to listen to that level. Um, it yeah. is really, it's really, really different. 
Um, I have been in, I, I only lived where I'm living now for the last year. And I have been in a tender new relationship with this creek. And I know that this land where I am, as much of the land um, in this state where I live has been deforested and has a history of harm. Um, and I can feel with the creek that it's uh, like a very tenuous sort of um, like there, there are, there's healing to be had, um, mm. but also that no one has um, sort of tried to be in relationship um, in, in a slow, present, um, loving sort of way. And I got this, um, just this sort of feeling that everything is sort of deeply sleeping. Um, like there's been the energies have really sunk down. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I just got this feeling of using bells, using chimes, using vibration as a way to sort of like greet the creek. Um, and I can't mm -hmm. even tell you how profound, like the use of vibration and sound as it ripples through the forest, but particularly, you know, for the creek, um, I am honestly like amazed in that moment, how big of a difference it makes, like of, of just how everything feels entirely different. Um, so yeah, it's something really easy to take for granted that the power of sound and vibration. Um, but I think it's a, it's another way of, um, moving beyond thinking about like communication or relationship can only come from our, I don't know, just the human ways that we approach things, you know, yeah. from our tongues or from our heads or, um, and continually yeah. practicing, you know, finding other ways of relating. Mm. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, speaking of Wendell Berry, um, there is a, there's another, um, you know, farmer poet Wendell Berry, he asked this question, what are people for? And <laughs> it is a big one. I actually <laughs> asked my 13-year-old daughter this question um, <laughs> a couple few weeks ago. And I just, yeah. I, I can't, I can't actually remember how she responded. You could tell it was like, you know, it, it stopped. You know, it, I think it stops yeah. adults yeah. too. Um, mm. But, but even just feeling into the tension of the question, I think is useful. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just curious if you have any, um, any feelings about mm. that inquiry. Mm, yes, I've been thinking about this too. It's a, <laughs> it's like a chasing its tail question because we're the ones that, you know, <laughs> we answer it for ourselves. I mean, you know, I think evolution, like I mentioned before, you know, that relationship with what we're putting in and what we're taking out, like we're, we're definitely influencing evolution, um, but we don't know what would be happening if we weren't here. 
So whether we're whether we're needed for that or it's just interesting, I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know what you know. I'm sure that things will keep growing without us. I'm sure that um, the planet will keep thriving, but it will be different with us in the mix. It already is, for good or for bad. Um, but this conscious evolution that I was talking about before um, that Barbara speaks about is very much about how, how we have the potential to make those influences to evolve beyond what we know as a planet. So I guess it's potential. Humans are for the potential of, of how we can change and grow and that that potential might not, you know, we evolve from that, well, everything evolved from this sort of single cell you know, amoebas, and we grew into these creatures that we are today. And so without us, I'm just wondering what, you know, where, how would evolution be? You know, um, it would just, it would be different. It would be different. And the other thing I was thinking about with, with this question is um, how we're the, we're the storytellers, like we, we're history keepers. Um, hmm and recorders and and creatures are doing that as well you know there's definitely you know in the dna of beings and plants and in their um tissue memory and imaginal cells like there is there is that happening as well so that's not just us but um i think that's a big part of being human that we we're storytellers and we carry and record memory in that way um, sometimes in ways we don't want to, <laughs> carrying stuff in our, you know, old stories in our bodies, but, but we do carry story. Yeah. So, yeah, as storytellers and story keepers, we're, we're um, just adding a unique uniqueness, I think, to how, how, we, how we might remember, how we might... Um, how this point in time in history might be remembered by who knows who, when. <laughs> Maybe we don't yet know. Um, but without us here doing that, you know, then those, those stories wouldn't be recorded in the same way of, of how we move forward. And I think, I think I don't know why we're here, but I think we're meant to be here. I think we, like, like everything that's here, we're meant to be here. We've, we've grown for a reason we've developed these bodies for a reason and um we're a part of of the picture and maybe that's what 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 being humans about trying to actually work that out uh -huh. what is our true role here i don't think we know that yet mm. I, i'm curious about any thoughts you might have on the heaviness of the troubles that we're in um and this sense of not letting cynicism move us into this game over type of inaction, um, especially when it feels to me as if this sentiment is only based on this idea that only if things work, do they matter? Like only if we can fix it, does it matter? And I'm wondering about mm. how a practice of losing categories or losing structure, or losing a sense of certainty relates to us staying with these troubles. Mm. Mm. Oh, such a rich, rich, fertile question. 
where to begin? I, I feel like like acknowledging, like I said before, what we exist. So acknowledging what exists, like um, allowing allowing that grief, that sadness, the rage, the mess, the destruction, like it to, to accept that things are happening. Um, I think Joanna Macy's work offers a lot of this um, practice around and, you know, creative practices around really feeling, feeling, um, because it's easy to bury our heads in the sand or, like you said, that feeling of hopelessness. So allowing, like, any situation to actually be real and to feel what, what how that moves us on individual level but also collectively so community you know when <clears throat> well for me if I'm having like a really hard time with some something my pattern is to isolate with it I'll go on my own um which usually you know there's processes I'm not saying that's a bad thing but um sometimes it is sometimes there's a lot of suffering in that but through reaching out or connecting or sharing what I'm experiencing with someone um, shifts it and, and make some change for it to change. And so I think the same with this, with climate grief, with environmental grief, with, with um, so many crazy things happening around that just seem to <laughs> be you know, they're, it's overwhelming that collectively to be feeling and moving and experiencing that with other people is really important. It creates, again, an opportunity to shift or, or change, yeah. not to mention is support, but I think it's more than that. I think it's the, it, it, the frequency of that, like we talked about, vibration of that, of, of, mm. of community creates change. Um, so moving with what is for me is about actually meeting what is, you know, if I'm shaking and freaking out because of um, a situation that, um, you know, like my son, he listens to all the news. He's, he's 16. He's listens to, he knows more about the news and what's happening in the world politically than I do. And he gets, you know, very, he gets overwhelmed with it, but he also, the details important for him. So, you know, he'll come and talk to me about, you know, nuclear war potential stuff, which for him is very real. And so I was just giving this in a, as an example, um, you know, how to, how to reassure him. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say all that. That will never happen. No, I can't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can do is, is go into my body and into his body and be with, um, not into his body, but invite him to feel and sense what's going on. And um, whether he joins me or not, I can put on some, heavy ass music and dance uh-huh. and and feel that through just whatever I'm feeling and let him know that that energy is okay in that uh-huh. you know and um or I might go you know if there's another situation I might just go and lie on like the water the water is just coming here in Australia like big floods lots of floods and that that uh-huh. uncertainty of ground and um just spend time on the ground, spend time with the river, spend time feeling what it feels like to have water like push mm-hmm. through me mm-hmm. and to meet the feeling. And from that meeting, it's like, okay, the, there's less fear and there's also like a sense of hope 
to what how I might be creative in this situation. I'm not just feeling into my old pattern of what it means to respond to this situation. There's a newness. There's potential. We're talking a lot about potential today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I feel like there was something else I was going to say. What was the second part to what you said? Can you remind me? Mm, about losing categories and structure and certainty. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, the dance for me, one of my dear teachers, Gabrielle Roth, who founded the five rhythms, you know, one of the the five rhythms in the middle of the wave is called chaos. And we're definitely in a time of chaos. And and when we dance chaos, we we let it all fall apart. We let the a mess happen. We're out of um, control in a sense. We can't, we're uncontrolled and um, we have to allow that breaking before we can move into the next rhythm which is lyrical and it's just such a beautiful way to to live for me and in the maps of her dance because it's not until I can let it let go that I will find that beautiful sweetness the joy of lyrical of you know the sun coming out or they're like oh yeah this could be possible this could be possible and we can but it's from that cracking open so I think that's where we're at mm-hmm. on a bigger scale. And we've been here a while and we're probably still going to crack a bit. <laughs> In it. Because things have, you know, that life is breaking and forming and breaking and forming and, bre- and we're breaking. We have to break. Mm-hmm. And I don't think trying to fix in little ways is necessarily what we need. I think we do need to break a bit more. And um, from that, we, we will only be able to have new new ways of being Mm. thank you yeah Mm. that's beautiful I I also feel just um just the tremendous amount of presence in you just being whatever the energy whatever that strong energy is moving through you at the time and and um and being with that instead of being in the wormholes of like something else, you know, of getting sucked. I mean, I feel like that's what so easily happens um, with the news or just, you know, yes. um, Like for your son wanting to have that information, it's, you know, it's understandable, but then also um, it is, it's, it is its own frequency and vibration that then is creating that reality and, you know, really continuing to be sovereign in our own spaces and um, in our in our story of what's what's happening and just what what's immediately what we're immediately present with. Um, mm. So I just love your sense mm. of you know moving with it, whatever strong energies, elemental energies, you know, mm. um, are moving and moving through. with it. It can it can yeah, moving with and moving through. It can take the the power, the heat off this. Um, thing that if we resist, you know, becomes almost a separate entity to us and can really distort things. So mm. it's meeting it exactly in the energy it's in, um, which is how I'll meet, you know, what I will intend to meet anything or anyone or any who I'm meeting, meeting the energy that's there, not bringing in my, um, yeah. Not bringing in anything that um, is extra to that initial meeting. Mm-hmm. And from there, there's something in that joining that creates the next thing. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. out of total curiosity, I'd love to hear 
what the five rhythms are, like just as, oh, as yeah, yeah fl flowing. Okay. Staccato, chaos, lyrical, stillness. Just letting those sink in for a moment. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Well, I'd love to um, just offer you the space to talk about anything that is really close to your heart right now, any offerings that you have going on. Um, yeah, just to talk about your work a little bit further. Mm, thank you. I've just finished, um, just stepped out of, I think it was about a three-week intensive studying the work of Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. I don't know if you've heard of Bonnie. She's a, no. a she founded Body Mind Centering Somatic Practice and um, mm -hmm. I've been studying her work for a, a long, long time and now training as, as an educator like with so I can teach her work. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think that the learning coming from that um, is very much about, I mean, lots and lots of learnings, but where I'm sitting right now is about cellular consciousness and the um just the incredibleness of ourselves and how how we spend so much time in our brains trying to work this this stuff out <laughs> yes birdies um and how when we can access access ourselves access the world access each other and where we are through cellular presencing and cellular touch it's, it's just a, like a whole new world mm -hmm. and um that's where where i'm really interested you know the cells um that are in the plants the cells that are in the soil the cells in my little veggie seedlings and my cells meeting because it takes away all the all the other bullshit if i'm allowed to say that like it yeah. just it's going right into the deep layers of the soil you know right into the deep layers of our skin and um that's where I hope to invite people in in my work. So in, in the immersions, in the bush immersions, just getting ready to bring people out to the land. Mm -hmm. So the first time that will be this summer in a couple of months um, uh, for an immersion called Tree Codes, which is focused on introducing whoever comes to the beautiful um, box, box iron forest. Um, oh, there's all different box trees, ironbark forest, sorry, um, and spending time with the trees in different processes. So that cell-to-cell -cell meeting will be key with that. Um, and I also work, if people aren't in Australia, you know, in, I, I, I started Ecosoma in the, in the middle of lockdown, like I've been wanting to create this support people out into nature project. And we, you know, Melbourne, where I am, we were the longest lockdown in the world. We had a pretty, pretty, you know, closed down time. So it was a really interesting time to start this project. But it actually, it actually worked because people were at home. And so I was able to work with people online in then, like you said, the five mile, we had a five kilometre. You couldn't mm -hmm. walk further than five kilometres. You weren't allowed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would encourage people out into their gardens or out for a walk and I would offer through um you know through the virtual some supportive practices 
So I thought that was awesome that that began from that little seed. Um, so that's continuing for people that want to work in that way and trying to create some more just audio offerings people can tune into with or you know without me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my mission, my dream is to really support people out outdoors <laughs> into beautiful spaces, but um, to connect with space that they're in already and to slow down and create space for those connections that will support us like it's about supporting us for me it's about a sense of belonging Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a sense of family and kin with non-human beings and the, the the wholeness of the world like the whole cellular wholeness of the world um and I think that I see how that supports people feel more at home in their bodies and more um, peaceful and more um, more agency to be who they are and who they can, how they want to show up. And it's also, you know, it's not just for us. It's for, well, it is, it's for all of us, <laughs> the wholeness of how we relate and how we harmonising the whole planet. Mm-hmm. So any any way I can support people to just go, oh wow, I can I can slow down here and actually like feel who I am in relationship to where I am. Um, yeah, that's what's coming up. There's other things on the website at the moment. Most of it's face to face because it's so exciting to do that. But um, yeah. it's also just so easy to work with people online. And mm-hmm. I am writing a book, so I'm. Mm-hmm. Wanting to spend more time, um, it's getting there. It's, I was, yeah, spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and was just like, write this down. And I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so now, I, and I did all that, now I'm just trying to, okay, how do I make this something that other people can actually receive? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, that's exciting. Mm. Mm. Yes, and the project In Your Arms with Babies, so that's uh, inyourarms.org and that's okay. um, that was going to be, that began as a performance project and then went online as well during lockdown time and um, so it became an audio project, which is, was quite cool actually, working with these audioscape experiences for babies and caregivers mm. and um, we hope that, that if we can get some more funding that that will become, a, again, a more a live immersive performance experience. Mm. Beautiful. It sounds really um, just ex- it, like a very creative, uh, fascinating sort of exploratory. I, I can't wait to to catch it. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It feels really important that that really focusing on the youngest generation as a way to remember and reconnect with how again how we're in relationship to where we are yeah Mm. that makes sense Mm. so every um every month i get this email with this um wild i think they're called wild wild ferocious poems or something so this is the one that came this morning i i thought i'd read it beautiful it was just so sweet as i was waiting to begin the interview i thought oh what what have they sent me today so it's by joy Harjo, Mm -hmm. remember the plants, 
trees, animal life, who all have their families, their histories too. Talk to them, listen to them. They are alive poems. Beautiful. Thank you for that. That's mm -hmm. a good, it's a good closing. It's a good mm -hmm. way to, to close. Well, thank you so much for sharing yourself this way with us. And you, I mean, just bringing your beautiful, unique gifts into the world this way. Mm, thank you. Thanks for creating this space to bring us all together. It's, it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, and much gratitude to everyone listening for spending this time with us as we make space for bountiful amounts of presence and awe, as we find new ways of relating and being in kinship, as we continue to sink into our bodies, enmeshing ourselves entirely within this miraculous earth home. All right. Saying bye for now. <laughs>